T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Maggie and Prola from Radio Row is sponsored by Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds. These protein-packed snacks that are as bold as you are. Be big, be bold, be adventurous. Look for them in the snack aisle at your local grocer. It is Maggie and Perloff, and, you know, we haven't talked a lot. We've talked to a lot of Hall of Famers, but we haven't talked about last night's ceremony. And to help us with that, let's bring in a Hall of Famer and someone who is, despite just being in the Hall of Fame, is even in even more unique company. I'll explain it in a moment. Champ Bailey is here with us on the set, the Hall of Famer. And Champ, it is so good to see you. So last night, Darrell Revis gets yeah. in as a first ballot Hall of Famer. And this is a very small group of men who have gotten in as defensive backs in their first season of eligibility. It was Charles Woodson, Troy Polamalu, yourself, Ed Reed, you had to go back to Deion Sanders before that. Right. And then Darrell Revis gets in last night. Is this like an extra special fraternity that you guys have, like a, <laughs> a wing within the hall? You know, I, I honestly don't think about the ballot until you kind of bring it up and we talk about it. But because cause I look at a guy like Ty Law, who's, man, one of my guys yeah. that I looked up to. You know, I look at guys like him, Rondé Barber, who just got in as well. Yep. Like. These guys weren't first ballot, but they were dominant players. Yeah, and people had the game plan for them. So I respect them to the fullest. Now, Darrell Revis, when he played, he was dominant. Yeah. For that short period of time that he played, he was so dominant, it warranted him to get that gold jacket on the first try. It's always funny with a cornerback, though. When you're dominant, you're taken out of the game in a way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Revis, I remember barely there were seasons where he had no picks because yeah. he didn't see any action is that ever frustrating you know is that ever frustrating when you're a shutdown cornerback that you're not involved in a way well it, it can be yeah. you know but it, it's an ultimate sign of respect yeah so you have to take it as it comes and you know one thing about it is I didn't get tested a lot but for some reason we found ways in my day to make plays right yeah. and that's what you always wanted to do at the end of the day. How do you affect the game, make plays along the way? Yeah. Champ Bailey is here with us on the set as a part of True Leave, which is an industry-leading cannabis company and multi-state operator in the U.S. Uh, we are streaming live on YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, and we affectionately call the people in our chat weedos because they're weirdos, but they seem to like to indulge in uh, that thing. So we'll get yeah, to that in a moment. Yeah. They're going to be very interested in your work that you're doing here, oh, Chip. Good, good. Um, for a team that you spent most of your career, and I know you weren't drafted by them, but spent most of your career with the Denver Broncos, so many changes going on. So first of all, 
Do you know the new ownership group? Like, have you got a chance to talk with the basically the Walmart family? Uh, fortunate enough, I, I have had a couple conversations with uh, Greg Penner. So, yep. you know, <clears throat> I'm aware of where they're trying to take the franchise. And, you know, I haven't been involved since then. But, you know, I'm always a Bronco, <clears throat> a Bronco, yep. right? But I think that's going to determine where they go, how they lead, how they direct this franchise, because – it's not like they have to rebuild the culture there. It's really not that bad. I mean, this, the, the fan base is great. They have great facilities. They have great culture. It's just now the leadership's changed. So can you keep that leadership that Pat Bowling had, had presented to you or left you before he passed away? Can you keep that strong leadership in the community? That's what's really going to dictate how many wins they get along the way. It's interesting when you look at Sean Payton's decisions. Uh, there are a lot of teams that wanted him probably – to me, Denver is the ultimate football town. There's yeah. just such a history there. And it's, right. it's a town that you drive around there. They're building every day. Everyone wants to move to Denver. Yeah. I think that was part of the draw. I think the, the franchise history and the city were probably a factor for Peyton. What do you think? Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, it's great weather, great conference to be in. Great division to be in. I mean, everything Tough about division. yeah. Tough division, you know, though. I mean, it's a little scary that part. The history of the Denver Broncos is attractive. I mean, it's there's a lot of reasons to go right. And for him, he's going in when we've been at one of our lowest points in franchise history. So, if you don't have a really broken culture and you can go in kind of fix some things, you're set up for success. I mean, that's what I expect. I mean, it could be like a sleeping giant kind of thing, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. I can't imagine how tough it was for you to watch last season. Get to that in a moment. But the sh- I know you were defensive side of the ball, but obviously you know offense, and you had to study quarterbacks because obviously you're trying to get the best of them. Yes, ma'am. So the Sean Payton-Russell Wilson connection, like what are you expecting year one from these two guys? I expect greatness. Now, people have to do uh, – people do have to keep in mind, this is Russell Wilson's third offense in three years. I mean, that's, that's a yeah. challenge in itself. Like, so we got to give them a little bit of room to mesh, right? But do they have time? We all, we're in this win now kind of society. Daniel right? Hackett didn't get any time. Oh, Jim. no time at all. Yeah. You know, but, but of course, there was some un- other underlying issues that were in the building that you probably don't hear about, right? But when Sean Payton comes in, you know he's not leaving after this first year. Yeah. Unless he wants to, right? He's going to get a chance to do his thing. Is Russell the guy? It's all about how they clash, how he learns from Peyton. Do they mesh? You know, play calling. Can he pick up the offense fast enough? That's what's really going to matter. Okay. Can you clue us in on what were some of the underlying things that were going on last oh, year? Oh, I don't know. Because Hackett. <laughs> I don't yeah, work right. there. I don't work there. You hear I, things. Do yeah, just because exactly. It seemed like, though, from the very first game, and not to pile on Nathaniel yeah. Hackett, he's now the offensive coordinator for the Jets, but, like, it just seemed like he was in over his head. And it seemed like the organization tried to get him some more help along the way. But, you know, once the season is started, like, the train's on the tracks. It can be hard to yeah. make some big changes. But that's what we saw, right, in real time. Yeah, like, well, we saw, like, decision-making early yeah. in the season, you know, fourth downs, you know, time management. Those are rookie coach mistakes. Usually you get a chance to come back from those things. Mm. You learn, you grow, you get better. That's why I say there's some other things going on that we don't know about. And that it's the day-to-day that gets you fired. It's not just a bad moment here, bad moment there. No. It's something that structurally was wrong, and they had to remedy it. And that ultimately got them fired. You, yeah. you don't think it's just the wins and lo- the losses get you fired? Oh. You're saying 
Well, that's the that's the result of the bad foundations. Okay, you know, bad pieces here, things that just weren't organizationally right. Yeah, I get it. I make excuses. I mean, the injuries were brutal. Yeah, I mean, they've been brutal for a few years now. I feel you know who you know who deals with injuries all the time. Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. And they were right there almost making the playoffs again yeah. this year, even when they lost T.J. Watt for, like, what, six games? Yeah. Think about it. Right, so no excuses. Exactly. No excuses. Yeah. Uh, by the way, am, am I, uh, when can I ask about the Eagles cornerbacks? Hold on. I say what, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we talk so much about the NFL because we're on Radio Row and the Super Bowl's in two days, but we have a lot of people listening to us now, Champ, who are right. massive college football fans. Obviously, I'm sure – Incredibly proud alum. Go dogs! Of the University of Georgia. Are they the new Alabama? No, we're the the, the same old Georgia. We just win more games. <laughs> I'm not gonna insert Alabama. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you know, we we're the just, new dynasty. We're we're doing what we should have been doing a long time ago: is recruiting in state, keeping our talent, and investing in the right things. And that's what Kirby Smart has done to change this thing. It's not like we you know, had a bad culture or anything. It was really, let's go in, let's do this thing the right way. Put our money behind the things that actually gets us wins and losses. Now, Eagles? Let's talk about (laughs) True Leave. Uh, This is what you're here on behalf of, (laughs) Pearl of our Eagles Come on, they got Darius Slay, they got Bradbury. Hold on, hold on. Let's talk about True Leave because our listeners will also be very interested in the industry-leading cannabis uh, company that Champ Bailey is a part of. So... Are you a user? Are you just an interested party? What's your relationship with Trulieve and with the cannabis industry? Well, being a user is one thing, but, you know, that doesn't afford you the right to get into business, right? Mm. So that that doesn't help. But I'm a businessman now. Since I left the game, business has been my focus. And one of the businesses that always been in my face is the marijuana business. And, you know, I live in Georgia, very conservative state, slow-moving lack of progression you know they just don't they don't take to these things very well so what i what i've been able to do is team up with truly now they come in as a multi-state operator but they come to georgia want to or get awarded a license that's where i come in we work together i end up being the chief diversity officer for my state and equity holder so i'm in a position now to really spread the word about what this thing can do for us the benefits of it and how we can help the community right like I think about how it's negatively affected my community over the years. Now I'm in a position to go back and help my community with Trulie's help and support and actually be effective, get more people like me in the business, get more people to it, it like me to take down that stigma and stop thinking it's a bad thing. It's, there's a lot of good from this, and we just got to look at it that way. And also just bringing it above board, Absolutely. right? Like bring everything out into the open, you yeah, know, let's talk about that. it, you yeah, know, right. have some dialogue around what it is, how it affects people. Why do people need it? There's a lot of people that really could use it right now. And we still haven't got to the point where we're distributing it, but it's legal. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, it's, you know, so we'll get there. We'll get there. Oh, okay. Now you can ask about your Eagles. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. All I'm saying. Sorry, is, Champ. It's been a lot of Eagles talk. We're I'm here from Philly. Yeah. I get it. I get it. These Philly guys, I know. I know, I know. Champ. You know. Well, we were talking. We're about, in the division for a while. We were talking about shutdown corners, and this is actually Maggie Gray's take. When Bradbury came over from the Giants, and you had Darius Slate, and then they signed C.J. Gardner Johnson, you could argue those cornerbacks are what make that defense go. I know the sacks. That's a pretty impressive trio. Yeah, and you look at 
their cornerback, Bradbury, uh, Slay, they're big cornerbacks. Yeah. They're not like your typical cornerback. Like these dudes are big. They're they're vets. I mean, they're in the prime of their career. I remember when Bradbury was in North uh, in Carolina, one of his teammates, Mike Adams, kept calling him, man, you got to talk to this guy. He reminds me of you. Like, mm. I'm like, why? Because he wears my number? Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, stop, stop insulting me. He's like, nah, champ, this guy's good. And, you know, it, then I started watching him. I'm like, man, this dude is special. Mm. And for some reason, you know, you're starting to see it. And I'm glad he's on this stage because now everybody can witness how good this kid is. This kid has been good for a long time. Yeah, I, he killed the Eagles when he was on the Giants. Right. I couldn't believe I mean, I guess it was a financial thing. Uh, big play slay. He's yeah. got the swagger, yeah. though. I yeah. mean, some cornerbacks haven't. He you backs it up, it. man. He backs yeah. it up. I love that about yeah. him, man. And, you know, Dre Bly told me a long time ago about him. Like, yeah. this guy's the real deal. Yeah. But It's uh, working out. If you were facing Patrick Mahomes, would that make you nervous? Yeah, always. <laughs> I think it will be for everybody. What's up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of my guys, Pac-Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> describe, though, you're going in to play Mahomes. What's the game plan? Uh, keep him contained, right? Good I, luck. It, it's really about that defensive line. You got to keep him in the pocket. If he extends plays, it's a problem. And, you know, for, for a secondary, Travis Kelsey is so unique. You can't get caught up in every catch he makes. What you can't allow him to do is catch and run. Like, yeah. if he catches and runs, he sees space, that's when he becomes a real big issue. Oh. All right, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> no, no, no. Edit that part out about the Chiefs being sleep over this type of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I can't do that. We're live. <laughs> and Champ, we can't tell you how much we appreciate this. The Hall of Famer, Champ Bailey, we loved watching you on the field. Oh, I mean, you. just wreaking havoc. You're more than well-deserving first ballot Hall of Famer. And now working with True Leave, Chief Diversity Officer, trying to open things up in Georgia. Good luck with all of that. You can find more uh, True Leave, T-R-U-L-I-E-V-E dot com if you're interested. Champ, thanks a lot. Thanks, Maggie. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. All right, we still have a lot to do here from Radio Row. We have got picks that we have to make. Yeah. Karloff and I are in a dogfight in terms of who is going to win this season with our year-long picks uh, contest we've got more guests for you on the way as well can't wait oh my gosh a but cer- I, a certain quarterback from a certain team in the bay area yeah i got my t i got my game pick i got my over under i'm go grinding on the prop maggie i gotta get this right <laughs> uh i have faith in you maggie and perloff we're here radio row Widow's in the chat. That was for you. And, of course, we are across the country on our incredible CBS Sports Radio affiliates. Get involved with the show. We can take some phone calls, too, at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Don't move more Maggie and Perloff in just a moment. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? 
Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The first time ever, stream the Super Bowl for free. Super Bowl 57 is here, and it's on Westwood One, Sunday, February 12th. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com, via Westwood One station streams, or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. It's all sponsored by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone, the free AutoZone Fix Finder service, can help troubleshoot the cause of your pesky check engine light for free. And you get you back on the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Now, Maggie, I did something earlier today that was a lot of fun. What was that? I, I you didn't out, invite me. No, you were here. Oh. It was right here. I pulled out my Eagles jersey to sort of troll Emmett Smith, the yeah. former Cowboy. Yeah, that turned but, out great. But I'm, I'm a nice guy, so I'm not going to do that with our upcoming guest here. <laughs> Please don't, because yeah. we want to try to make a good impression with one of the best stories yeah. in the NFL this season, and that's 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy, who's good enough to join us. Brock, I mean, people have probably told you this a million times. It was like a movie watching yeah. you. I mean, did it feel like you're real life or did you even think oh my gosh what's going on yeah thanks for having me guys um but yeah the whole the whole ride i'm just thankful how it all played out and just stayed ready for my moment and and had a great team around me to to go on a run and make it to the nfc championship but yeah what a what a dream we talk about sorry Perloff, we talk about guys like you have to have this crazy confidence in yourself that even if you're the third guy on the depth chart that you feel like if i need to i can come in and help my team win a game like was there a point when your confidence ever wavered and you weren't sure if you were that guy or once you got out there, took a couple snaps, you're like, all right, I, I know this. Yeah, I mean, I think it just goes back to my faith first, just knowing who I am and, and why, what my purpose in, in life is. And so from that, I can go and have confidence in who I am and, and play the game and play, play the position of quarterback. And so um, back in camp, I believed from day one when I got there, like, you know, I can do this, I can make the team. And and make the throws and lead an offense and all that kind of stuff. And then when I got my opportunity, I was like, you know, I'm ready for this. Brock, how does it work? Because I know we always hear first team reps, second team reps, third team reps. You could you could get chemistry with these guys even though you weren't first team reps at the time. I mean, how, how important is it for a wide receiver and a quarterback to get to know each other? I mean, it's huge. Um, the way Brandon Ayuk runs a route compared to Debo Samuel and George Kittle, like everyone has their little – intrinsic ways of running a route or making a cut so for me you know sitting back and watching you know Jimmy take his reps and everything I was just taking little notes like man BA comes out a lot quicker than Debo but Debo stops on a dime and just little things like that so when I did get in you know I think we picked up right where they left off when when Jimmy went down so Brock Purdy is our guest he's joining us here on Radio Row uh, part of the He Gets Us commercials which we've been seeing a lot this year we'll ask you about it in just a moment okay so where are you right now with the elbow? We all watched in the NFC Championship game. First of all, what did it feel like? Can you know? And can you take us through that game a little bit with having to leave the game? We could, the cameras could catch you on the sideline saying, "I can't grip the ball" or "I can't throw" to Kyle Shanahan. But then, because Josh Johnson gets a concussion, you did have to go back into the game. Can you walk us through that that time? Yeah, I mean, it, it was just rough. Just you know, my arm got. Um, you know, bent back as I'm throwing forward. So then my UCL literally tore. Ugh. We found that out after, though. Um, so during the game, I'm like, man, I don't know if it's torn. I don't know if it's strained. I go to the sideline. I try to throw. They're taping me up in all these different directions. Um, but I tell them, like, man, I can't I can't throw. And I threw two passes later, which were screens, but I, like, hand grenade through them. And, um, but I told him, I said, Josh needs to go in. He needs to be the guy to run the offense because I don't want to go out there and hurt the team in any way. And we're trying to go to the Super Bowl. And so um, it sucked because I didn't know exactly what it was. I'm on the sideline, and 
if, if it was a AC sprain or something in my shoulder, it's like, man, I'm playing. This is the NFC Championship. We're trying to go to the Super Bowl. But um, literally, I, yeah, I tried throwing 10 yards, and the ball kept dying, and mm. I couldn't feel my arm. Mm. felt like I got shot in my arm right, right, right where that ligament is. And so it, it, was, it was tough. Did you get the feeling back in your arm now? Yeah, now I can, you know, just move it and do small movements. But the minute I go to pick it up to throw and go in that throwing motion, it, it kills. So what's the next steps? Like, I'm sure you talk about this with your agent, your family, all that, like uh, surgery or what's next? Yeah, they're they're suggesting surgery in two in two weeks. We okay. have something lined up. Um, the surgeon's going to go in and and the, the plan for right now is get the repair with the with the brace, which is a six month recovery and should be back by camp. You know, the final score was 31-7, but it was 7-7 in the first quarter. Obviously, you, you left early. That 31-7 score, I'm an Eagles fan. I was there in the building, full disclosure. But it didn't really feel like that's the game we would have had if everything had gone normally. How confident were you coming into that game? And how do you think it could have played out, you know, if you were there all game? Because it, these were two evenly matched teams despite the score. Yeah, I mean... You know, obviously, I think starting off with our defense, they did a great job, you know, early on. It's like, man, how they looked. Um, we were like, man, we're confident that, you know, they can do their thing and, and, and stopping the Philadelphia offense. And then right when we came out, the first, you know, four or five plays, we're like, man, we're rolling and we feel good. And coming into the game, we were very confident. And for myself, like, I knew what we were attacking. And um, so we felt good. And so, you know, obviously when that happened, it's like, man, I went down. Fred went down early. Yeah. Um, then Josh. He, he came back in. Yeah. Yep. Josh went out. Um, Nick got clipped on the yeah. sideline. So it just felt like God, everything just wasn't aligning in the right way, sadly. But, you know, it is it is what it is. It's football. It's part of the game. What were some of the conversations that Kyle Shanahan was having with you throughout the year as it's like, okay, here we got a seventh-round rookie, Mr. Irrelevant is getting thrown in, and then it's like, all right, well, now he's our quarterback. And, like, how did the conversations change throughout the season as you became more and more entrenched as, hey, this is our starter? Yeah. Um, I think when I came in against Miami, yeah, it was great. We won. Um, but then I think the true test was the next game, you know, for Tampa Bay. How was that going to go? Um, but once, you know, we went in and rolled and put up, you know, 28 points in the first half, I think that's when the guys were like, okay, we can we can roll with this rookie and, and make a run. And so that was really, I think, the, the first time that all happened and he trusted me and told me, like, man, you're good enough to lead us to the Super Bowl and, and go. And so we had a great run. Um, obviously it didn't fall into place at the end, but – I'm thankful how I had an opportunity and a shot to do what I did. Wait, when did Kyle Shanahan first mention you're good enough to lead us to the Super Bowl? Like after that Tampa yeah, game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, wow. we had talked and said, yeah, you're, you know, we can, we can, we believe in you. We're all, we're going all in. We're not going to go out and get another quarterback or do anything. Like we believe in you. So. What does Kyle Shanahan do for a quarterback? I think, you know, he just, the system that he runs, you know, it's a great run offense first and then the play action comes off of that. The drop back game is great. It all, everything just ties together. And so if you know, um, you know, how to study and do go about things the right way, then, you know, he goes into a game plan and you can trust every every play that he calls and it all aligns in the right way. So he makes it easy for a quarterback, I think. All right, want to go back to draft night. Uh, I'm curious when it was getting, you were the last pick of the 2022 draft, when it was getting towards the end, did you have a preference, do I want to get picked here or do I want to choose my own team as a free agent? Where was your head at, at that point of the evening? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think if you ask any player, they want to get drafted. They um, do, okay. And then you're going into the seventh round, though. It's like, yeah, now I have to get things aligned in terms of if I don't get drafted, what team am I going to go to, what cult, like everything, right? 
Um, but for myself, man, the fact that I got drafted, even though it was the last slot in my mind, it's like, man, I was wanted in a sense. Yeah. I have an opportunity, and now what am I going to do with that opportunity? Yeah. So I was thankful for it. You got a pretty good coach that drafted you as well, no so that, that worked out. Yep. Brock Purdy is joining us. Uh, we watch the He Gets Us commercials. Uh, we're watching them all now during football season, but this speaks to you in a very deep way. Yeah, I mean – just what I believe in, in terms of, you know, in God and Jesus Christ and, and believing you know, he came and died for our sins and that we can spread his love, the way he lived life um, with the craziness that goes on in our world today and being able to just, you know, spread love the way Jesus did. That's the biggest thing with, with this campaign of he gets us and we'll see commercials in the Super Bowl. So I'm very uh, oh, wow. thankful for it. Are you in one of the commercials or? No, is that, oh, no, okay, okay. no. Yeah. I was like, wow, you really were busy this season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shooting commercials on the side. No, no. Uh, Brock Purdy is here with us. Okay, so. Now you're going to go into the off season. You're going to go through your recovery. And then when training camp comes around, you are not the only quarterback who's on the roster. Obviously, Trey Lance is still on the team. Jimmy G, we never know with you guys with Jimmy G. I mean, you guys being the 49ers. Like, is he going to be on the team? Is he not? We know enough now not to, uh, not to predict that one. Do you know that you will be the starter, or do you have to fight for the job again? Like, has Kyle Shanahan told you what your mindset should be going into camp? Yeah, I mean, he did say, you know, you have to just get healthy. That's the first and foremost thing. Like, that's the most important thing right now is I have to get healthy, see where I'm at, and we'll go from there. But obviously Trey's coming around the corner. He's going to be healthy here soon, and um, we're all excited to have him back. And at the end of the day, both Trey and I, we want we want to win. We want to win a Super Bowl for this organization, and we're going to do what it takes to do that. Um, we'll compete and bring the best out of each other. But um, they, there's no decision made. I think it's way too early to even you know talk about things like that. But um, we just got to get healthy first. Yeah, because you guys couldn't – your playing styles – could not be more like different well, ends of the spectrum, right? It's like, well, I mean, you do great on the bootlegs, a lot the of rollouts. I mean, you did move, a lot of evasiveness. Move your feet a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think just his system, the way he calls plays and stuff. You know, he could tailor it to Trey or, or I, but um, you know, overall, the system that he runs, I think Trey and I can both go in and, and be successful in it. So, if you're here this weekend, this is probably the only time I could beat you in a throwing contest right now. No, Pearl. Love. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe lefty, I yeah. could pull it off. <laughs> Oh, I, I believe in no, Brock. I didn't actually. think of your left hand. Oh no! Good Even, thing I didn't bet any money on that. That would have really cost me. Good. You know how he said I could throw through two passes, grenade style. His grenade style yeah. would be your, you know, pro style. Now his left would destroy me. How far can you throw a lefty? I could probably push 35, 40. Wow. <laughs> Did anyone talk about that during the game? Like, hey, why don't you just throw left-handed? Nah, we didn't get to that point. It was more. We'd rather, you know, trust the run <laughs> the run game than throw lefty. So <laughs> yeah. Patrick Mahomes throws it lefty once in a while. Every yeah, once in a while know, he does. That's a good challenge. Um, yeah, so. and we're here like in your hometown. We're really close to Gilbert, Arizona, where you went to high school and where you grew up. I mean, do you have anything planned for this weekend? Because you could be sort of hosting a little bit here. Yeah, I'm just enjoying the Super Bowl festivities, meeting a lot of great players around the league and um, and then seeing family friends, just trying to enjoy my time home. Is there a person who you meet now who maybe wouldn't have known who you were maybe when I mean I know you're a four-year starter in college but someone who now comes up to you and says hey Brock I'm a big fan that maybe would have made uh that you were surprised by I think last night you know we're on the red carpet and and Joe Namath you know and and meeting him and then him telling me you know keep it up man big fan like that was awesome and for my family to meet him too because my dad grew up an Alabama fan and obviously Joe's a great there so just meeting people like that it's it's a blessing Brock We appreciate it so much. Thanks for making the time to come by our set. We're wishing you the best in your recovery, and let's let the story continue because it's a really great one. Thank you, guys. Appreciate that. Brock Purdy from the San Francisco 49ers. Good enough to join us on Maggie and Perloff. All right, we've got a lot to do here.
We've got picks that we have to make. We've got a lot on the line here. The advice duck came and went. If you missed that, you got to download the Maggie and Perloff podcast after the show. We are across the country on CBS Sports Radio, our incredible affiliates. We're streaming live, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Maggie and Perloff, Phoenix, Arizona, Radio Row. Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer. And then getting a chance to talk to Brock Purdy Perloff in our last segment was really nice. Now, he yeah. is the story of the year in the NFL. Did I restrain my Eagles fandom in front of him enough? I, I didn't want to make it any harder on him. Well, considering you've now put on the Randall Cunningham jersey, <laughs> I do not think that the Eagles fandom has been restrained at all. And if you want to watch Perloff in this green jersey, we are streaming live, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Um, okay, let's get to it. It's our Casamigos shot of the day. He shoots! The shot of the day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos is brought to you by those who drink it. Today's shot of the day actually has to do with this jersey that Perloff has put on. When the great Emmett Smith was nice enough to grace our set, Perloff had to pull out the Eagles jersey. I'm afraid he's going to walk away. Emmett Smith is here from the Dallas Cowboys, and Perloff brought his Eagles jersey onto the Wait. set. How dare you do that to Mr. Smith? You know, I was good until that point. <laughs> oh, no. I really was. I mean, see, there's no need to be arrogant about your opportunity. <laughs> Thank you. And this is a clear example that you're not used to winning. Emmett, can I tell you personally why I'm not used to winning? Because of you. <laughs> I'm sitting there in the yeah. bet, 1990s. So Eagles are up, and then you are the reason that I'm not used okay, to winning. Okay, fine, fine. I can accept that. <laughs> you know what's so funny? And that was a great moment, and Emmett was uh, – you got Emmett riled up when you pulled out the jersey, <laughs> like, for real, not a bit. But what's amazing is you're like, yeah, you in the 90s. Like, you mentioned an entire decade. It no. wasn't like, you in 1992, you killed our team. It's like, no. just the 90s. I didn't need to have a specific moment. <laughs> and a lot of fan bases can completely relate to what I'm saying now. Yep. It was an entire decade. It wasn't him alone. Listen, I hate Michael Irvin. I hate Troy Aikman. I actually, personally, they're, they're fine. Yeah, but no, sports hate. Yeah, yeah, sports fan hate. Fan hate. Uh, and Emmett, <laughs> Emmett did make an argument that all his offensive lines should be in the Hall of Fame. That's true. They were, I'm Maggie, you're a Bills fan. You know what they can do. Thank you for bringing that up. Yes, I'm aware of what Emmett Smith was able to do, especially in the Super Bowls. Uh, so that was really, really fun to be able to talk with Emmett Smith. And, you know, what I thought was interesting about what he said, and, you know, I kind of agree with him. He said he's looking forward to Mike McCarthy calling the plays. Not sure yet what it's going to look like, but said, you know, Kellen Moore felt like instead of like having a philosophy about offense, he was just calling plays. Yeah. A trick play here, this play there felt disjointed. That's a great point. You could call it, if you have the single best play, if it's not part of a cohesive plan, then what does it mean? Kind of, Brock Purdy was just talking about Kyle Shanahan and starts with the run game, then everything comes off of there. I'm getting the sense in running an offense and being a great offense coordinator isn't as easy as I think it is from the couch, Maggie. <laughs> yeah, you're just getting that now. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that was really fun. Guys, Casamigos Tequila, you know that they are a partner with this show, and we're so proud of that. You're thinking about your Super Bowl party. You're getting ready. All right, you got the food all set. Now you got to think about the bar because you don't want to neglect that. We know that you could just be lazy and basic and just get a couple bottles of beer, cans of beer. What you want to do, though, check out the Casamigos website, casamigos.com. What I really love about what they have is it's something for everyone. I like the light Casamigos margarita mm. because everything else I'm going to eat is going to be heavy. 
Yeah, I, I have a feeling you're not going to hold back on Sunday. No, I mean, why? Listen, why not? It's Super yeah, Bowl it's Sunday. Just like Jalen Hurts and <laughs> Patrick Mahomes are gonna going to leave it all it. out on the field, yeah. Maggie is going to leave it all out on the, the plate. <laughs> There you go. The Casamigos Blanco tequila, the fresh lime juice, the nectar. Uh, if you want to get fancy, the orange bitters, it's all there for you. Okay. We've got to get to our picks for the season, Perloff. Thank you, Stu. Oh, boy. All right, Samter, what do you have? It is close. The fact that after all of the season and the playoffs – there are two games separating Perloff and Maggie. Perloff is 35 and 28. He's at a 71% clip over the last eight weeks. He oh is on fire. Maggie, you are at 33 and 30. You're only two games behind, yeah. but like, this is going to be like down to the wire to see what happens on Sunday. How we do it here on the Maggie and Perloff Show. You know if you've been with us all season, three picks over under against the spread and a prop that we like and now it's down this is our super bowl this is our betting super bowl so no, it, technically yeah it, it is everybody's super bowl Maggie. and everybody's but usually I mean, you say picks. this is, yeah but usually you say it's our super bowl when it's a non-super bowl event and you're trying to explain the magnitude of it you can't call the super bowl our super all right bowl. this is our stanley cup final <laughs> <laughs> um, this is it this is the whole enchilada how about that yeah so how this is interesting because i could just pick everything you pick and go away tied and be fine so it should i know but like we had aiden hutchinson on before like the detroit lions even if you might end up getting eliminated pearl off you need to play fair game like you can't just try oh, to okay. game this thing okay i'm you know? the detroit lions you got you got to try well, hard why, why don't i go first on every pick and then you can make a decision okay there you go okay. i love it so what do you want to do first against okay. the spread so last week or two weeks ago i picked the eagles over the niners so you have to do exactly what you did spread is Eagles minus a point and a half on DraftKings right now. I just have to go with what I did last time. Eagles cover. You're going to take the Eagles. You're going to lay the one and a half. I love how you're doing this where you're like, no, no, no. It's only good luck because I did it in the NFC Championship game. Not, oh, I'm a confident Eagles fan. Uh, I have to admit, this this is actually one of the closest matchups ever. I'm not sure... If I didn't have Eagles on the brain, I'm not exactly sure how I would see this game. There's such a football argument to think the Eagles are better. Their offensive line and defensive line have been punishing people. As long as they're not uptight for the game like I will be, (laughs) I I think they have the edge up front. That's going to be the difference. Okay, well, if you're going to take the Eagles and you're going to lay the one and the half, then, I mean, thank you very much because I will take the Chiefs and I'll take the point and the half, and I'm going to bet against you in this game. And it's because I I, I do believe it. I, I think that the Eagles just haven't played anybody and when is the last time the eagles played a meaningful game where they were tested where they were tested it was walk over once brock purdy who's our guest here on radio once he got hurt that game was never going to be a real game despite the 49ers defense against the giants giants no showed in that game they they clearly had felt like mission accomplished just making the playoffs they didn't even really put up a great fight in that game so we got to go back like the, the eagles haven't played with stakes like this not only that, they haven't faced a quarterback as good as good as Mahomes, and not even close. And if Brock Purdy was on our set still, he'd tell you the same thing. They have not faced even Mahomes if he's 85% or whatever. This is different. So I like the Chiefs in this game, and I also think the Chiefs defense, Steve Spagnuolo, been there before, coaching Super Bowl-caliber defenses. 
for big games. He and Andy Reid come up with this game plan. If he could take out Tom Brady, I know he's a different style than Mahomes, yeah. but if he can take down Tom Brady when he was the defense coordinator for the New York Giants, I think he'd do the same thing to Jalen Hurts. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I get it. I think you actually are. I don't think you're doing that just to counter me. I think you really kind of believe this. And I've been following your logic all week. I get it. And listen, the Chiefs are, are not as easy as beating Tom Brady and the Patriots. The Eagles are going to have to work hard this time. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. The points. 51. Yep. 51. The, all logic says under. Patrick Mahomes has a high ankle sprain. The Eagles want to run the ball. And that is why I'm definitely going over. Oh. Uh, I, I think the Eagles' offense will have success. And I think Mahomes is healthy enough that he's – even if he falls behind, which I, I don't necessarily see happening, I think he's going to have a big productive day. I feel more comfortable with the over of 51. So I'm trying to think about this strategically because I also like the over. Too bad. <laughs> well, come on. No, no. That 51 means almost every possession has to end up in a score. So that that's a huge number. Yeah. I mean, just because I have to try to win this, our, our contest – got to go against you so I, I will take the under in this game for our purposes um listen I, i'll talk myself into it i think that the chiefs are gonna be able to make plays and obviously we know that the eagles defense is awesome you rotate guys in on the defensive line just like you did five years ago in the super bowl when you beat the patriots you have a really good secondary we talked to champ bailey the hall of famer about bradbury about slay yeah. it was fantastic uh, cj gardner johnson so okay, maybe maybe I've talked myself you into the really, under. Fifty-one is a hard number to hit. It's a really hard number to hit. And I, anyway, I did that more out of emotion. I don't think you have to sell yourself on that. Okay. Okay. Now I'm stuck between two props. Two. <laughs> Pick one. There's two really popular props out there, and I want to play it safe and go with one of these. The first one is a Isaiah Pacheco of the Chiefs, fifteen and a half receiving yards. Everybody's talking about that particular prop. I can't do it. I can't pick a Chiefs. I can't do it. I'm okay, gonna, go all Eagles. So I'm going to go with the Eagles one. My man, the greatest running back no one ever heard of until about <laughs> three weeks ago, Kenneth Gainwell, 19 and a half rushing yards. He is going to top that by the second quarter. Go, Ken Gainwell. I, I want a Gainwell jersey. I have to be honest. I've been thinking about if I can buy any jersey off this team, it's Gainwell by a mile. <laughs> Really? Yeah. I was at the Not Eagles Jalen game. Not Jalen Hurts? There's very few Hurts jerseys. There's so many Brian Dawkins and Reggie White jerseys. Well. People have not adjusted to this team yet. Hurts is in his second year, really, as a starter. So, no, it's not going to be Hurts. Everyone could do Hurts. Everyone could do the quarterback. Gainwell is a cool jersey, and hopefully he's a cool prop bet. <laughs> and hopefully he cashes in for you. Okay, mine's to be a little different if you'll allow me. Sure. And I'll, I'll throw myself to the committee here because I, I saw this prop. Because, you know, Super Bowl, you get all these props that are – there's so many more than just a regular week in the NFL. How about this? Will you allow me to do this? The prop bet is both teams will have a lead in the second half. Oh. Or would you rather me do both teams will have a lead in the fourth quarter? What are the odds? Uh, fourth quarter is plus 275. Wow. Yeah. What's, the, what's the second half? That seems unfair. Plus 145. I, uh, Want to do fourth quarter? N um, or second half? I think second half and okay. plus 145 is a lot more fair. Okay. So both it's, teams will have a lead in the second half plus 145. Will you allow it, committee? I definitely will allow okay. it. Now, I'm, I'm surprised how that works. Is that a rare occurrence? I guess that in the Super Bowl, because that means it's going to be a super, super close game, and it's – 
one and a half point. I'm trying to think of how these all these work together. <laughs> so if both teams have a lead, one and a half points isn't going to really do anything for you. You know, if the Eagles win by a field goal, I get it. The Chiefs win, you get it all. Yeah, I'll allow it. I'll allow it, and I think that's a pretty cool bet. That's it's a kind lot of, a of fun. Cool bet, yeah, right? that's a lot of fun. You can enjoy the game and hope for a close game. It's kind of like with both teams kind of flip flopping because I think it's actually going to be that kind of game. I it, think it's going to be a game where. You know, both teams have a lead in the second second half, obviously, and I think it's going to come down to a final drive. Like, I really do think I like it's it. going to be that close. I assume the Rams-Bengals, I know they, they both teams had a lead in the second half. Did, did that go into the fourth quarter? I think it did. No, I can't remember exactly. I can never remember. Yeah. I know definitely the Niners had a big lead over the Chiefs yep. with Mahomes a couple years ago. So if Mahomes does anything like that game, then you're going to hit it big time. Well, the one thing I don't agree, like we've talked about this a little bit, what happens to the Eagles if the Chiefs get up by two scores? Are they going to be able to come back? I don't have a, I don't actually have a problem with that. I, I think the Eagles will be able to come back even if the Chiefs jump yeah. out into a big lead. I think they get themselves back in the game. Well, so. honestly, you know what I wanted to pick? Jalen Hurts, 50 and a half yards, rushing total. I think Jalen Hurts running is going to be a huge factor in this game. I got game. a prop for if you want that. It hit me. Okay. I thought 50 well, okay. and a half was a big number. So, so let's just do those were the official picks. Yeah. So those are the official picks for the Super Bowl. Thank you, Stu. That's the official pick. Now let's just talk about some other things that we like. By the way, we also have to get to our uh, Ask the Pros. You can do a prop where it's Jalen Hurts 30 or more rushing yards in the first half, 30 or more rushing yards in the second half. I'd go first half. No, 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 that's the bet. You need 30 oh, in both halves. That's Oh, that's got to be long odds. That's tough. Yeah, that was a big one. That was like plus five, plus 650 Ooh, okay. on odds like that. All right, it's time to answer our Ask the Pros question of the day, brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question comes from Sam, who's in Mesa, Arizona. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. I have a different Ask the Pros. This is another email oh, hit us. that came in. Loved this one. Give it to you in just one second. Perloff vamp for me. Oh, okay. So Eagles, I'm wearing Eagles. a number 12 jersey, most underrated quarterback. Okay. <laughs> Randall Cunningham. <laughs> okay. This one comes to us from Michael in Oregon, who said, give your audience what they really want from Super Bowl Media Row. What B-list celebrity is trying to get airtime that made you think, is that guy still around? <laughs> <laughs> All right, don't forget, you can submit a question by going to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros or tweeting it at CBS Sports Radio using the hashtag askthepros. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. This is a good question. I don't have one. There's all A-listers here to me. Okay. I saw Brett Michaels in the bathroom. You're telling me that's not an A-lister? Brett Michaels, I think, now is a B-lister. No. Uh, listen. No, 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 He no. was fantastic no. when he was the lead singer of Poison. Yeah, yeah. But he did the love bus and all that stuff. Like, he's walking around. He looks exactly still like Brett Michaels. But I think now he's gone from A-list to wow. B-list. Wow. Okay. Then I... I Flavor Flav was Flavor here. Flavor Flav was here. I think is once you do a reality show, except if you're a Kardashian, I guess. I think you your list goes no, down a letter. Not in my eyes. <laughs> never, never. Uh, who else did we see? Well, we had an A-lister who was on our set. Yeah, he was getting mobbed. A legit, legit A-lister, and that but, was Anthony Ramos from Hamilton in the Heights. Yeah. He's in the new Transformer movie. I have a question before we break. This has been an incredible week, and thanks to everyone here. Um, the, you know, the game is coming up. Uh, what is it? Somebody wise once said, What are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? Take this!
Yeah. Maggie, you want to change your pick, Maggie? No. <laughs> what are we waiting for? Oh, man. This Win. has been fantastic. Uh, thank you so much. Mike Sampter has done a fantastic job booking the show this week. Stu Kovacs holding it down. Of course, Frank Lewis, Dan Silverman, Anthony Vitellio, Dave Marinick, Andrew Kaplan, the whole team yeah. made it work. Thank you. We'll see you Monday from New York. We're up. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.